And it says this. <clears throat> wherefore, verse 13, wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips they do honor me but have removed their heart far from me. Pull that side thing out. Pull it that side thing out there. Now, Jay. Pull it out. Stick it in there. Stick it in there. So God is saying to us here that the people of Israel, what they had did was, just like us today because we are Israel, what they've done is they have Testing me with their, somebody say mouth. <laughs> and with their lips, they do honor me. But in our hearts, we are far removed from God. And their fear, listen to this, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. In the church world today, tell you what we got. Y'all go ahead and get it rolling. I forgot that a lot of things happening, but we're going to get this word out. Now listen. It says here that by man have we been taught to fear the Lord by his precepts. Not by God. They say by men we've been taught. Mm -hmm. by men's doctrines. We've been taught that if we don't do this or if we don't do that, this going to happen to us, that going to happen to us, and they try to bring the fear of God into us. Amen? And But God said, that's not my way. The, the, the true way to fear God is through reverence and respect. God is not some God that's going to be yielding down lightning bolts upon us every time we fail to do what we're supposed to do for him. Because if that's the word, wouldn't nobody be living? Everybody would be dead. And this is why I can't understand why we've got self-righteous people in the church. That's why I got a problem with self-righteous people. I don't like them. Because they're no good for the kingdom of God. They're no good for the discipleship of Christ. They're not. The church was started so that it could be a hospital where Jesus Christ, the main doctor, could come in and do the surgery and do the healing. We're going to deal with that too. He tells us here that, verse 14, therefore behold, he said, I'm going to proceed to do a marvelous work among this people. Even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their 
wise men shall perish. And the understanding of their prudent, which means discerning men, shall be hid. What we have today, not only in the church, not only in the household, not only in the government, from the bottom to the, from the local government all the way to the federal government and beyond, because they do have them beyond that too. Listen to me. He says that he, the, 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 the wisdom of these so-called wise men is going to perish. Can you see that happening? They bigger fools than we are. And they're getting crazier because their wisdom is perished. And where there is no vision, the people perish, right? Now, it also says that the men of understanding that are prudent, that word prudent there means that they are spiritually discernible. They can discern things in people, in themselves, signs and the time. They can discern what the situation is. He said discernment is going to be hidden. We got that right today. People can't discern right from wrong no more. People see the tree as being upside down. Well, in the physical world, the tree grows from the ground up. Only in the spiritual realm does the root be up top and the tree flows down. But in the natural world, it's just the opposite. Amen? Amen. So here we are, and God is saying, look, I'm going to do some wonders and some marvelous things for my people Israel, whom we are. But he said, some other things got to happen first. Wisdom of the men are going to perish. And the ability to discern the prudent men are going to be hid. In other words, you're going to be looking for some discernment, and they're going to be hiding out. But look at this, verse 17 and 18, because I like this. Verse 17 says, is it not yet? A very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Here's what we got going on here. First of all, he says, Yet a little while, and Lebanon is going to be turned into a fruitful field. We're going to have to deal with that. Lebanon means whiteness or pureness. Amen? You know that thing in you? Let me, let me get personal. You know that old thing in you that you've been trying to get purified for a long time? Am I in there right now? Well, it's all y'all folk beyond reproach. Am I in the right? I just want to know. Okay. It's that thing in you that you want to get purified, that you've been fighting with. That Lebanon, that thing that you know that it needs to be purified and sanctified. God said, I'm going to take that thing, and this is what I'm going to do. When I purify it, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to make it a fruitful thing in your life. In other words, 
you're going to begin to develop spiritual fruit in your life. You're going to, your life is going to become a fruitful field, a fruitful life, where not only you can eat from, but many others are going to be able to eat from too. From that very thing that's been so hard for us to get purified, and all of us got something, and it takes all of that in order to maintain that field, and not only maintain that field, but allow others like Boaz did, allow them to come into the field and glean from. Amen? Now watch out now. You better watch yourself. So don't, don't count yourself out because you got some things that you're struggling with. Because that very thing that you're struggling with, the very thing that the church is trying to kill you from is the very thing that God is going to purify and make it fruitful in your life. So don't fret. And not only that, but this fruitful field, verse 17 says, shall be esteemed as a forest. What he's saying here is that when that thing happens and that thing begins to develop fruit in your life, it's going to be seen and esteemed. Esteemed means to be highly respected. It's going to be highly respected in you as being truth, fortitude, and strength. In other words, you're going to be a truth for somebody, not only for yourself, but you're going to also be a fortitude for somebody, not only for yourself, and you're also going to be a strength for somebody because it's not just for you. How many people do you know have developed and planted a field and didn't feed nobody else out of it? If nobody else, you fed your family. Somebody else ate out of it, including the rabbits. I'm being honest. So it says here in verse 18, and in that day shall the death, what day? In the day that he take that thing in us and purifies it and starts bringing in that spiritual fruitfulness in our life. As that happens, he said, in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book. See, our ears are going to be opened up. And our eyes of the blind shall be seen out of obscurity and out of darkness. See? Two things are going to happen. And then there's a third element in there too, but we'll deal with that when we get over here to the New Testament. You see, there's this blind spirit in us, and there's this deaf spirit in us, but there's another spirit in us too. And God is going to deal with that. And see, a lot of times we overlook that third spirit, you know, that, 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 that spirit, but we, we're going to have to deal with it, you know. But the, 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 what I'm trying to say here, church, is that God says now, Doing this spiritual uplifting and this spiritual vibrance that comes in our life, he says now, as it happens, our ears are going to be open to what? The words in this book. It didn't say the words in other books. It didn't say the words of the world. It said our ears are going to be open to the words in this, this book here. Amen? And when our ears get open and our eyes are going to get open too. Now, some of us believe that we see with our physical eyes. Most of us believe that, don't we? But it's not true. It's not true. You see with your mind. 
Your mind is the one that makes the images. We're going to show you that too in a minute. Your mind is the one that makes the images. And just like the brain is not the mind, the mind is only the brain is only the vehicle for the mind to work through. It's the same with your physical eyes. They're just a vehicle that your mind, the sight that's in your mind. How many of y'all know a blind man can see? Sometimes they see better. Some of the best musicians and artists are blind. Well, they see something. They see something. Because I sure can't play no piano like no, uh, I can't even play no piano like, like, like Mary Had a Little Lamb. But, but I sure can't play it like Stevie Wonder or none of them guys. And they blind as a bat. But they see. Amen. So let's not get caught up on the physical senses. Let's just get caught up on the physical. I'm trying to get settled in up here. Now, let's go over here to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians, verse 3 and 4. Are we there? The Bible says that, but if our gospel be hid, is hid from who? Those that are lost, right? Whom the God of which world? This world has blinded the what? Minds. Has blinded the minds of who? Them. He didn't say blinded the eyes. He said blinded the mind. Of them which believe not. Least the light of God's, of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. See, see, the world blinds our mind. Causes us not to be able to seek what we need to see. And Jesus put it like this. Are there not 24 hours in a day? Mm-hmm. Or 12 hours in a day, he said. And... We need to walk while it's day because no man walks at night because he stumbles. So our minds need to be open. Now, now the Lord says in the book of Isaiah that not only is he going to open the ears, but he's going to open our eyes too. So as we hear, we see. Amen? Mm-hmm. Let's go back over here to uh, the book of um, Isaiah, the 29th chapter, because I want you to see in verse 24 what's going on. In verse 24 of Isaiah, the 29th chapter, he said, They also that erred in spirit, still talking about the same folk, that he's going to do a transformation on, a marvelous work, us. He said, They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Now, here's the thing. First of all, God don't like murmur. You ever heard people always complaining? The ones that complain the most are the ones that are doing the less. You ever, you ever notice that? Do I need to sit down? Murmurers. You know why they murmur? You know how people run their mouth in the church? Because they don't understand the vision. And where you don't understand the vision, all you got is division. Because now you're trying to bring your own in. And that's what happens. When you start bringing in your vision, 
up against the vision that God has already established. What you'll do is you'll cause a problem in the church. And then you'll find murmuring. God says, now, I'm going to give them murmurers some understanding on what the word says. And when they begin to learn it and hear it, see, they'll stop murmuring and they'll get in line. All you got to do is let the word do it. The word will straighten it out. Because somebody else in here know the word beside me. And what we do is we'll keep this thing like it's supposed to be. And the enemy won't be able to do nothing but take a back seat. That's the only thing the enemy will be able to do if we stick together. That's why the Bible say be a one mind. One. Anything got two heads is a monster. That's what you got. You got a monster. He said, now look here, now this is what's going to happen. He said, now those that have been erring in the spirit, and all of us fall under that. It says that, he said he's going to give us some understanding. And then he's going to get old that murmured. They're going to learn some doctrine. Let's go to the New Testament. Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 17 and 18. Mark, the ninth chapter. Amen. Lord, I thank you. Over there. Watch this. Verse 17. He says, and one of the multitude, mm-hmm, answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a what kind of spirit? A dumb spirit here in the Greek means unable to educate. Have you ever ran up on somebody that you just couldn't get them to? Okay, I don't need to say no more. Because they got a what kind of spirit? It's a dumb spirit. It's an uneducated spirit, right? And it's a lot of church folk who are uneducated in that. Like, yeah. they educated in everything else. they educated in church and all of that, but they ain't educated in the kingdom of God. That Bible there, they got a dumb spirit. And notice that the man that brought his son to the master, he said, my son. Well, the word son now means the builder of God in you. So how can and the spirit that's supposed to be building the God in you, how can it build it if it can't read the blueprint, if it's uneducated? Well, hold up. We got a lot of dumb spirits trying to build a temple, and we're building it crooked. It ain't being built right because the dumb spirit is trying to read a blueprint that it's not able to read. So it's, it's go, yeah, have you ever bought something that wouldn't read the instructions? You just go there and start. I ain't got to say no more. And then afterwards you got, afterwards you got some parts left over. You at, wonder where these go. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. See that? That's that old dumb spirit. <laughs> see, 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 that's what that is. See, because they wouldn't have gave you that book if they didn't intend you to read it so all them parts could be put well God wouldn't have gave us that book if we were just going to get the book and just the product we just going to start putting the product together without building 
by the way of the specifications of the Bible. Same thing, right? Everything that's built got to have a blueprint to it. Even us. <laughs> we'll get to that another day. It's hard enough getting through this today. It's tough up here today. <laughs> oh, devil trying to keep it from praising. Trying to keep the word from going out. Trying to block me within. The devil is a stinging lie. I done done my whole word. So I'm going to give it because it's in me. Say he had a dumb spirit. It was his builder. I wonder how many times we've had a dumb builder of God in us. Don't answer that. Just let that go. But you hear it. <laughs> says he's unable to educate him. Watch what happens here. 18 says, Wheresoever he taketh him, he tireth him, and he foameth, and he gnashes with his teeth, and pines away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Why? Because they still had dumb spirit in them. They wasn't educated in that area yet. Amen? Right. Okay. But watch what this old dumb spirit do to us. In verses 18, it says, now the first thing that do thing do, it says, it tears us. That means it divides us. That's the first thing that dumb spirit, that uneducated spirit in the church will do is called division. That's the first thing it'll do. Watch what else it'll do. And then he'll foam at the mouth. In other words, he'll go to talking a bunch of gibberish. That's what foaming means, gibberish. Talking loud and saying nothing ain't making no sense at all. Just crazy, talking crazy, trying to find the ear that it can get into to cause division. Amen? I'm talking about that old dumb spirit. Because we got to deal with this. We got to deal with this because Isaiah says certain things got to happen before the marvelous work can be done. And before the wondrous work can be done in these people, right? That's what he said. And now he's foaming at the mouth. Not only that, but he's gnashing with his teeth. That means he's, un, he's, he, he, he's emotionally unstable. That joke is all over the place. One minute he's happy in the Lord, the next minute he's crazy in the Lord, he just don't know where he is. He's emotionally unstable. This is the word of God talking about us and talking to us. And it would take a fool to sit up in here and think that we don't have them same tendencies. It would be a fool to think that. Because if we didn't have it, then God wouldn't be showing it to us in the book. Now, you can just read the book and stay physical and not see yourself in it, but you really need to see yourself in this. That's the difference between spiritual teaching and church teachings. Because spiritual kingdom teachings, they're going to make you look at yourself. And a lot of us don't like to look at ourselves. We love to look at everybody else. Look at old Sue over there. Look at old Billy over there. No, look at you. And if you look at you, you I guarantee you won't have time to be looking at nobody else. Because you got you crazy enough to do 24-7 on your own self. And you still lacking. And so am I. So ain't nobody got no room to talk. Especially with this book busting us wide open. I just got this
Thank God that you receive it. Amen. Watch this. Now, this is what happened. It said he also pines away because he's spiritually dying. Ain't that what happened? When you got division, when you are emotionally unstable, when you can't be educated, when you talking gibberish, don't you know that you spiritually die? Because ain't nothing spiritually coming in. And if ain't nothing spiritually coming in, then you're going to remain where you are or either you're going to decrease from where you are. And more likely, if you don't eat, you know, you're going to get weak, right? So if you don't eat this word, you'll get weaker. He said, I spoke to these disciples of yours, but them jokers wasn't able to do nothing. Jesus come back and he deals with this situation. Watch this. First thing Jesus did, does is um, Jesus don't go and just, you know how some preachers do, first thing they want to do is start laying hands on somebody. They crazy as a bat. The Bible says don't lay your hands suddenly on no man. Did you see Jesus lay his hands on him? Look at, what, what verse is that, 21? Wait a minute. Back up here. 21. Jesus spoke to him. First thing Jesus done. Now, this is what a real doctor do, do a diagnosis. See what he did? He said, look here, how long has Joker been doing this? That's a diagnosis. That's diagnosis, right? Jesus didn't go to him and start oh, laying hands. That ain't what he did. Jesus said, how long he been doing this? How long has this come unto him? Man, see, he's been like this ever since he was a child. Ever since I was saved, that little baby been acting a fool in me. I ain't never had been able to get him to act right. Ever since I got saved, that little baby, he just ain't been acting right. Anybody, am I the only one? Ever since I've been saved, that little baby, that little baby Jesus, I just can't get that thing to act right in me. It keeps wanting to, because I ain't allowing myself to be educated by the real doctrine, so it can't do nothing but what it knows, right? Because after all, it, it, has to, it has to be taught from God in order to build us, right? Huh? It just don't come out knowing it all. No, it has to go through the process too. Mm -hmm. Jesus did. Jesus on the outside did. Jesus on the inside, same thing. Amen? Don't kid yourself. Like, just because you got saved, everything is done. That's just a start. You're just in first grade. You, matter of fact, you're in kindergarten. You're in kindergarten. That's all, yeah. Now, you got some real work to do. Talk about process. By the time you, if you make it to the end, you'll be done, went through hell. And I guarantee you, the scars will be on you. You think Jesus is the only one got some scars. He's going to see some on your butt, too, before you get through this. I guarantee you that. Well, that, 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 that don't fill the house. Yeah, that kind of teaching don't fill the house. But that kind of teaching is what you need to hear. Because you know you're going through like you know you're going through. Ain't no need to sitting up here talking, acting like you ain't going through. You know you're going through. Everything in it, if you're breathing, you're going through. How long you been doing this? 
but no laying on the hands. None of that. Man in 22 said, oftentimes it cast him into the fire, mm, into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Watch this. Two things that joker does, fire and water. Wow. Fire and water. You know what an uneducated spirit will do to you? It'll throw you in the fire, which is poverty. Uh-oh. That word fire there means poverty. Lacking. See, that's what will happen to you when we're not educated in the spirit of the living God. We become impoverished. That's why the church is spiritually poor today. They think they're rich, but God said, no, you're blind. Basically, you're blind, crippling, crazy. Basically, that's what he told us. Jesus said we're just the opposite of what we think we are. He said he'd been thought. Throw him in the fire. Will that dumb spirit, that uneducated spirit, will it not throw you into poverty? And another thing it'll do, it'll throw you in the water, too. That's the floods of life. In other words, it'll screw you up. Because if you are uneducated, right, in the spirit of the living God, right, and you got that old dumb spirit, watch this. Go to Psalm 61, verse 2. Notice now, when, when you, when the waters come in on you, those floods of life come in on you, watch this. See, if you're uneducated in God, you ain't going to know to do this. See, it says, even unto the ends of the world will I cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, which is higher than I. If you're not educated in God, when that thing, the floods of life hit you, guess what's going to happen? You're going to go back into your poverty mode. That's what you're going to do. But when you're educated in it, then you're going to say, lead when my heart is overwhelmed, when the floods of life come in on me, minister, lead me to the rock that is higher than me. Don't lead me back to my old self. Help me, Lord. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. Because I'm trying to get to a place in life and it's hard for me to get where I need to get as long as I remain spiritually impoverished. And when the floods of life come in, I'm going to be weakened. And I'm going to go right back to what I'm used to doing, messing up. Well, here's God's word. Verse 20, verse 25. When Jesus saw that the Spirit, is that verse 21? Yeah. Now I want you to see something. I want you to go somewhere with me. I want you to go to Leviticus 17, 11 first. I want you to go there. Because I want you to see something. And then we'll get back. Leviticus. What did I say? 1711? 
Doesn't it say that the life of all creatures is in the blood? That word creature, that means man, right? That means that the, 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 the life of the flesh is in where? The blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for your soul. See, he was talking really about what Christ was going to come and do. But he lets us know there that the life of the flesh is in the blood. The blood is the vehicle that carries the spirit through our body. You know that? Jesus died six places. I mean, Jesus bled six places. Three on the cross, three off the cross. In the garden, when they put the thorns on his head, and when they beat him. When they put the thorns on his head, the blood that touched, that came forth, healed our mind. When they beat him, it healed our infirmities, the blood that came out. And then, when he sweated in the, the garden, he dealt with our sorrows because that, that's why he sweated like drops of blood in because he was so exceedingly sorrowful, the Bible says. So he took that away. Then they put him on the cross and he bled three more times. They stuck his feet because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He healed our walk. They stuck his hand, the blood that came forth, Heal the things that we would touch it and, and, and will cause us to have an anointing on it. Anything we're supposed to touch, supposed to have the anointing of God because of the blood, people. And then after that, they stuck him in the side. And this is where I want you to get to. They stuck him right under here on this right side. He said that the life of the flesh, man, is in the blood. When they stuck him, that water and that blood came out did you not know the Spirit of God spewed out of him into the earth again? He brought salvation back to the world. See, six. Six is the number of man. He bled six places. Three on the cross, resurrection. Three off the cross, resurrection. Amen? I just want to throw that in there. So when we lose, when we lose the blood, I guarantee you you'll die. Because the spirit going to leave. Because it's in that blood. It said the life of all flesh is in the blood. Amen. Matthew 22, 12. She'll be wrapping it up. And get on out of here. Matthew. Did I say 22, 12? Twelve twenty-two. Mm -hmm. My bad. Now watch what happens here. Remember, I told you that there is uh,
school with kids. Watch, watch up Mark 9.25. I'm sure what diagnosis would do for you. Remember I told you Jesus' diagnosis? Mark 9.25. They already know that he got a couple of spirits in him, right? Look at verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter him no more. The man thought he just had a dumb spirit. Remember when he came to him? He didn't know he had a deaf spirit in him too. But Jesus knew it. That's why when you're diagnosing, you got to know what you're diagnosing. Because if you make the wrong diagnosis, you'll kill somebody. Amen? The man thought all he had was a dumb spirit. He said, my son has a dumb spirit in him. I can't get him educated. And Jesus said, wait a minute. How long you been doing? He's done a diagnosis on him. He's looking at him. Jesus ain't touching him. He's doing a diagnosis on this joke. He asked a couple questions. What? While he's asking the question, he's checking this joker out. You ever checked somebody out? Have you ever read somebody? While you ask him a question, you read them. I read people all the time just when I hug them. I can tell what's real, and I thank God ain't nothing in here fake when it comes to hugging. But I've had some, you just don't, you know, they just think, what's wrong with you? When you can't, hugging means heart to heart, love to love, you know? I ain't got no problem with it. I know I'm a man. I ain't got no problem with it. There ain't nothing to be afraid of. You afraid of your manhood? Some of them are. They don't like being hugged. They hate it. Something ain't right. What's wrong with you? Anyway, Jesus checking him. And Jesus said, not only has he got a dumb spirit, he said, but thou dumb and deaf spirit. The reason he had a dumb spirit in him is because he wasn't able to hear nothing. And when you ain't able to hear nothing, how you going to know something? Faith come by hearing. If you ain't hearing nothing, how you going to have any faith? Huh? If you ain't hearing the teacher, how you going to learn? Everybody been in school, and we're still in school. You go there, you block your ears, they send you on through. Or send you over yonder to some other kind of school. For the unfit. Well, a whole bunch of our children don't need to be, but they be going. And then we get mad. Talking about they done my child. Your child crazy as hell. <laughs> Who want to fool with them? Who want to fool with them? You don't even want to fool with them. You bring them to church, you want somebody else to take care of them. You know? You don't even want to fool with them. But you, but, but, but now the teacher wrong. Teacher ain't wrong. Then you want to go there and beat the teacher up. The young one already wanting to beat the teacher up. I don't know how I even got there. But anyway, he said now, got a dumb spirit, but he got a deaf spirit in him too. He said now, I need all that to come out. In order for you to get back to Isaiah and hear this word and be able to see. I need that deaf and that dumb spirit, that dumb and that deaf spirit to come up out of there. Deaf and dumb, dumb and dumber, however you want to look at it. I've been them all. Still got some of it in me. Still got a ways to go. 
but that's okay. I'm, I'm on the right road. Or you. Or we looking at where I'm at on the road. Look at yourself. I know why I am on the road. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. He said, now, thou dumb and deaf spirit. He said, I charge you, come out of here. And don't come up in here no more, he said. Now, now Jesus, <laughs> Jesus talked crazy to us. Now, see. He told, don't, don't come up in here no more. See, he done banned him from coming back up. See, All that came from the authority of knowing who you are in Christ and what you are in. You see? The man received it. And then Jesus went on, and he done the rest of the diagnosis. He said, look here. When the disciples asked why they couldn't do it, he said, look here. This can go out by fasting and praying. You got to know what you're doing in order to be able to do what's necessary to be done. Now, let's go to Matthew 12, 22, last verse. I think I got it right this time, Matthew. Now, watch this. It said now, verse 22 says, Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil. Notice what he was. He was blind and he was dumb. And Jesus said he healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb, not only did he speak, but he also saw. Because what we have now, he's become educated. So now he's not talking gibberish anymore, but he's speaking the language that man needs to hear from God, right? How can he speak the language unless he's able to see something? And whatever he sees is communicated back to him so that he can hear it. And what he's hearing, he's speaking it. But before, he had the dumb spirit. He was Because he couldn't see nothing. He couldn't hear nothing. You can look at a person who can't read, and you can know that they can't read if you know what you're looking at. There's a blank there. There's, a, there's a, a, a great blockage there, and you can see it. It's in the soul of him. You can see the blockage. I know what I'm talking about. I can tell a person when they can read and when they can't because I can see it right in their eyes. There's a blockage there. You just, there's a blockage there. The, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and it is. How many of y'all tired of wasting? Tired of wasting. Tired of wasting. In every aspect. But God says he's going to do that wondrous and marvelous work in us. He says the process has already begun. All we got to do is hang in there with him. Just keep believing. Keep trusting, you know. Just do that, you know. Don't let your shortcomings take you down and keep you down. Don't let the failures... Because all failure, see, failure is necessary for success. If you don't never fail, how you going to know what success is? If you got it good all the time, how you going to know what good is? You know, you're going to abuse it. And I've abused good so many times. You know, I'm tired of me. I want to do better. I want to live better. I want to get closer and closer and closer to God. These are my desires. But in order for me to be able to do that, I got to... Allow myself to be educated more from God. Not get tripped out on what's going on out in the world. Because, see, that's already ordained. 